Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. One of the things I enjoy doing is looking back through old family photographs. When I was in high school, I even made my boyfriend, well, he's now my husband, spend time looking through thick photo albums of my family memories. Apparently, he liked me enough to endure this endeavor. Recently, though, we were transferring photos from one digital space to another, and in the course of doing so, lots of moments of our past were viewed. There were multiple times when we looked at one of the toddler pictures of our kids and said, wow, that expression hasn't changed. Or, if only I knew back then what that face meant. These glimpses of who our children would become in their teenage years and as young adults were present in these photos from their early years. Hey, podcast friends, this is Rachel, and I'm glad to be with you today. So, Why are we talking about photographs on this day when we're reviewing Acts chapters 5 through 8? Well, here's two reasons. One is that as we move through Acts, we're stopping every four chapters so that we see the bigger storyline in the midst of the details that we capture or photograph and rightly order the progression. A second is that in these four chapters specifically, I see so many glimpses of what's to come. We see the Holy Spirit We see the early church. We see our human tendencies and like photographs that we can look back at and learn from. So I'll share with you some of the things that I noticed in studying these chapters, but I'll also encourage you to reread, reflect on, and discover what you can learn also. When Angie reviewed the first four chapters of Acts, she pointed out, the Holy Spirit had transformed a small group of 12 fearful, uncertain men into a thriving worldwide church movement. Their united focus was Jesus. And in the closing verses of chapter four, we see that the early church has all things in common and that no one was in need. And then we come to chapter five and we're introduced to Ananias and Sapphira. As Dave Dawson summarized, the fledgling church was forming and God purified it with his consuming fire. The great fear that seized the people was justified because Ananias and his wife did not approach God with reverence and awe. Rather than having a high view of God, they wanted people to have a high view of them. You see, in these verses, we see the human tendency towards deception and self-glorification. We see that this new gathering, the early church, it's not going to be the religious system that maybe they were familiar with, the one where deceit and lies could and did run rampant. And we see the affirmation that the Holy Spirit is God and cannot be lied to. As we continue to review, we see that the spread of the gospel is not through the power structures of the day, but actually in spite of them. Following the ways of Jesus led to the disciples being arrested. Well, and then they were miraculously freed. The disciples were not put into the political power that maybe they had imagined when they first began following Jesus. And then we have Stephen, the one who was chosen for the humble job of making sure that the overlooked overlooked widows would receive food and care. He's the one that's going to die as a first martyr at the hands of those in power due to their jealous rage. 
We see the Holy Spirit's power at work in the speeches of both Peter and Stephen before the council. They are bold and accurate and cut to the heart. The gospel was shared in this hostile environment. We see the disciples stepping into their role as witnesses and revealing the power of God over men. In Philip, we see the spread of the gospel beyond Jerusalem. Philip witnesses to Samaritans and then to an Ethiopian eunuch. And then he's carried away by the Spirit all the way to Caesarea. The good news is being spread in the most awesome of ways. We're also introduced to a character named Saul. Our last picture of him is approving Stephen's execution and then ravaging the church house by house. But this too is an image we should capture. You see, if we remember where Saul started, we'll be even more amazed by his transformation as we continue reading in Acts. So these were a few of the things I captured as I reread and reflected on Acts chapters five through eight. I'm again captivated by the power of the Holy Spirit, the boldness with which the disciples spoke in these hostile situations at the cost of their own comforts and even their own lives. What did you notice? What is God revealing about himself? And how is that transforming you today? Let's pray. Gracious, holy, merciful God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. May we listen and respond in joyful obedience to your voice above all others and to your ways above our own. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.